Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Croft. Hey, good morning, everybody. Great to be with you on Tuesday. It's Political Coffee Clatch Day, and boy, do we have a good one for you tonight. And I'm going to tease you with some more pieces of that puzzle as we go through the next hour here on Political Coffee, 503-589-1220 is that Power Buick GMC talk line, 503-589-1220. Emails to jeff at 1220.am, jeff at kslm.news. Either way, you can send me an email and I will do my best to read it on the air. Um... We are, um, we are going to have, two guests coming up, um, shortly and we will make it work. Uh, it's just some confusion here, um, about that. Tell more green. Uh, is going to come on with us and we will um, we'll, we're doing our best to try to accommodate just, just because we have a special guest tomorrow from the petroleum industry from the gas station owners the jobbers about what you can expect is going to happen in Oregon that is already happening in California. Ouch. That could be bad. Indeed. Now, by the way, what is good is your opportunity to come and join us Tuesday night, a week from tonight at the Salem Convention Center in the Sandy M Room, we're going to be broadcasting live KSLM Radio, our team, including yours truly, starting at 7 p.m. We're going to be uh, interviewing the candidates who are showing up there that are part of the event. There are six candidates so far that are bringing their campaigns together. This is a promises to be a great night for Republicans across the country, but here in Oregon, conservatism, not just Republicans, because as you know, not every Republican in this state is conservative, right? Just look at the stupid commercials and the stupidity of the consultants that they hire. I mean, it's so bad. I, I'm sorry, folks. I mean, this, this is... This is just um, me talking here. <laughs> it's so bad that Greg Walden, former Republican congressman, has to go out 
and uh, get two million bucks from Uncle Phil to run a completely separate campaign to convince Oregon voters connecting the dots who's responsible for the mess that we're in everything happening in Oregon that's got people really upset it really matters and it ain't abortion folks despite a new poll by the way that for Democrats it's the top issue this is a daily caller story it's a Gallup poll the problem is it doesn't match up with anybody else's poll which means they wanted an outcome they asked the questions a certain way but I go back now to this story in Jefferson Public Radio (laughs) it's on the Oregon Watchdog the headline is Republicans expect gains in the Oregon legislature now why did I laugh at Jefferson Public Radio because Jefferson Public Radio is the most extreme of the leftist of all of Oregon public broadcasting taxpayer funded broadcasting Jefferson Public Radio is the most far left extreme you can find and they are lamenting the GOP is the is almost certain to eat into democratic supermajorities this year the question is by how much and they note persistent inflation rising violent crime homelessness and an unpopular democrat governor have made some gop operatives salivating at the long shot possibility the party could assume control of a legislative chamber for the first time since 2006 they're forgetting what happened in 2010 what was that it was obama the revulsion to obama's policies happened all over the country and it wasn't just in Oregon in Oregon we picked up six seats in the Oregon House of Representatives which I honestly did not think would happen we had Republicans win in a Democrat district that was 11 percentage points Democrat now think about that for a minute huge all because of Obama now Um, I will try to, uh, Kathy, uh, I, I don't know that what I have is accurate. The dates, maybe somebody else in our audience knows the dates and the dollar amount of the money that the state of Oregon received to update the state of Oregon's vote counting software. She's, she wants to write a, a letter to Pat Doris of KGW News, a guy I know who is pretty good regarding the way our votes are counted. By the way, we're going to talk about this tonight. I, I, I don't know that what I have is accurate. Maybe somebody else does. The actual dates and the amount of money that was appropriated. I know we received a bunch of money. That was in the letter from Steve Trout that got him fired folks. He was the elections director of the state of Oregon. Got him fired because he dared to complain that we'd received all this money and the legislature wouldn't spend a penny of it. 
Now, I, I think the person you need to ask is Janice Dysinger. I think she knows. Uh, if you don't have, Kathy, if you don't have Janice Dysinger's email, I'll send it to you. You should ask her because I think she uh, talked about it at, a, at an event uh, that I was at. That they have, in fact, appropriated the money. Now, I don't know that that system is in place. Okay? That's a good question. That's a fair question. Anyway, so Democrats are so worried that they have to have the most liberal, radical, leftist, taxpayer-funded news media outlet, that's Jefferson Public Radio, write this story that Republicans expect gains in the legislature. Now, they're doing this for a reason, to try to gin up the Democrat base. That's why they're doing this. It's exactly why they're doing it. Now, and they list all of the Oregon Senate and House races. I'm not going to get into that. Because it's irrelevant. Because this is just somebody gazing in the critical, in, in, in the crystal ball. What is relevant here is what I said to you. The Republican consultants running the House and Senate campaigns are so incompetent that Greg Walden has to go out and raise outside money to run ads that help Republicans win. Why? Because the Republican consultants are too incompetent or too scared of their own shadow to actually run ads that work. Because I'm telling you, the ads they're running, the congressional, the, look, the Republican Congressional Committee this time around is, is taking no prisoners. Every one of their ads are about violence and crime and homelessness and tying the, it all to Kate Brown and whichever candidate, like Tina Cota. There's a great ad, and I think Dale sent this to me. Um, yeah, I know Dale. Just remember who caused it all, every last drop of it, yeah. The left, Kate Brown. I think Dale told me that he saw the Tina Kotek face evolving into Kate Brown's face or the other way around on a commercial. That's a great way. Now, at least Phil Knight recognizes that he needs to put some money into an effective ad campaign. Betsy obviously wasn't it. Now, it's very painful for me to say that. Because she's, she's the one who can fix this mess far better than Christine Drazen ever dreamed of doing it. But if the fact that Betsy's in the race elects Drazen, then okay. That's a million times better. I mean a million times better than Tina Kotek. Now, Oregon's in violation of compliance with federal election laws. There's a great story in the Northwest Observer, northwestobserver.com. It's by Robert Powell, former Coast Guard lieutenant. 27 counties in Oregon are cited with violations. This is a result of a Judicial Watch article. Literally. Oregon's Secretary of State, Shamia Fagan, was informed by Judicial Watch that 14 Oregon counties were in violation of not cleaning their voter rolls according to the NVRA federal law in a four-year period. These counties reported zero to five removals from the voter rolls. They found another 11 counties with similar violations over the last two years. 
Instead of fixing the problems, Shamia Fagan doubles down with House Bill 2681. This is the one that keeps dead people, inactive voters, on the voter rolls forever and makes it harder for you and I, the citizens, to make the public records requests. We're going to talk about that tonight, too, at the Political Coffee Clatch. But what I want to share with you, and there's, there's a bunch of other stories. Uh, there's a motor voter bug discovered. Oregon elections were alerted by the voter that he didn't receive a ballot. Something like 8,000 people were supposed to be automatically registered <laughs> as voters at the DMV. Weren't. There's a story about that in the Oregon Watchdog. So if you have faith in government computing software to actually work, good luck. Remember, cover Oregon. Yeah. Now, this gets us to measure 111. And we're going to get to measure 112 today. Because Dennis Linthicum, state senator from Lake Lakeview, Klamath Falls, has a great piece today about what's up with ballot measure 112. He gets into it in depth, and we'll get into that more, but I'm going to share with you my process for deciding how I vote on measure. And it's based on what's actually in the voters' pamphlet. Back in a moment at 620. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We are back. Great to be with you. 503-589-1220 is that power Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to Jeff at 1220.am or Jeff at KSLM.news. By the way, our election night broadcast where we start at 7 o'clock and we run for three hours straight is brought to you by Covered Bridge Cafe, one of my favorite places to eat out in Staten. Michelangelo Painting. Thank you guys for sponsoring us. And also, Accurate Precious Metals and Refinery on Hawthorne. Thank you to all of you for making this very special election night broadcast possible. Thank you. So, again, let me tell you how I look at a measure, or sometimes even a candidate, that I'm not aware of. I, I can tell you whether I'm going to vote on any of that and here's how I open up the voters pamphlet and I look to see who's in favor and who is in opposition 
to a particular measure. Okay? That's how I figure it out. Now, you can use this to some extent. And the reason I say you can use it to some extent is because not everybody's familiar with the people or the groups that are in favor or oppose a particular measure. All you have to do with, with measure 111, and, and again, this folks, this is where you come in. It doesn't matter. By the way, did you know that there's a great Daily Signal story today? Did you know that Twitter is still banning conservatives, even though Elon bought it, fired a bunch of people? Yeah, they are. Jake Denton, a research associate at Heritage's Heritage Foundation Tech Policy Center, got suspended Saturday, 10 days before the 22 elections. Because he violated the rules against evasion. <gasps> so much for that so far. We'll, we'll see what happens. Now, why do I add that into the mix? Because you are the reason we do this show. Because you see, you can go around Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you can go around the left-wing news media on television. You can go around the unbelievers at Fox News and Newsmax. Boy, if you hear Mike Lindell, <laughs> it's the funniest thing in the world uh, to have him go after Fox News. And he's right. Even though he advertises on there, they're happy to take his money for ads. But don't dare talk about the elections. No. Um, you can go around all of that because you are the greatest influencer you know in your sphere of influence. And that's why the theme of this show is literally for you to change one person's mind at a time, not because you argue with them, but because you make persuasive arguments and ask persuasive questions. Like, how would you figure out how to vote on Measure 111? You know, this makes health care a right in Oregon's Constitution. Now, there's a whole bunch of arguments in favor and two arguments against. All you have to do is look at the number of the types of groups, like government employee unions... Organizations that get money from the state and the federal government, like associations, doctors, more unions, all you have to do is look at who is supporting and who is opposing. And you can figure it out. You can share that with people. You see, the I, and it's, it's this simple. The same people that wasted $300 million on building a website called Cover Oregon never signed up a single person. $300 
million dollars. I know they say there are pieces of it that they're actually using today. Who knows if that's true or not? Maybe it is. The point is this. Those same people who have a history of overspending computer software upgrade programs over and over and over again. Delay. Those same people who wasted all that money now want you to believe that they can run your health care system. Single payer. You can't get any more private health insurance. You got to sign up and get all of your health care through the same bureaucracy that can't stand up a website on time and on budget. That's all you need to say to somebody. Now measure 112. We'll get to that uh, here in a moment. And Curtis says, I also look at where the money comes from. Yes, that is true. Where did the money come from to get this initiative on the ballot? Some of these are placed there by the legislature. When we come back, I'll get into Measure 112. This is really important. It also has lots of support. Also, as people were not but unfortunately, they're not in the voters' pen. We'll get into why you should vote no on ballot measure one twelve. Back in a moment. It is six thirty. Don't. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. 24 minutes till the top of the hour. Great to have you with us. I want to remind you again, a special election night broadcast coming up a week from tonight, 7 o'clock at the Salem Convention Center where a number of candidates, Kevin Mannix, Kim Thatcher, Raquel Moore Green, whom we're going to try to have on the air uh, on Thursday morning, early. T.J. Sullivan, Tracy Kramer, Dan Farrington, and maybe others are coming together to celebrate what could be a great election night. Come and join us. It'll be a lot of fun. Starts at 7 o'clock. We're going to do a special three-hour broadcast. And you can come and be a part of it. We'd love to meet some of you face-to-face. Just come and join us. Again, election night. Coming up a week from tonight. It'll be a lot of fun. And join us tonight at the Political Coffee Clutch because I'm going to get into much more deeply, especially for I'm going to say this, right? And caller, hang on. I'll get to you in a second here. Those of you who are computer nerds, let me just tell you that I have a special opportunity for you tonight. Truly disruptive technology that we can access and be a part of. Yeah, it's going to be cool. So come and join us tonight, Political Coffee Clatch. It'll be at 6 o'clock, the Honky Tonk Bar and Grill, Salem, Gilcrest next to the airport. Linda writes an email. The one thing I look for when voting, for individuals at least, is if the League of Women Voters support them. Because I don't. (laughs) 
Right, let's go to the caller. Caller, good morning. Who are you? And what do you have to say about the topics today? Morning, Jeff. This is Marco. Is it Mark? Yes, sir. Very good, Mark. Hey, thanks for calling. I appreciate it. Hey, I had an idea on the motor voter. Yes. We could uh, have... I'm getting a real bad echo. Is your radio on? Turn it off if it is. All right. There we go. Is that better? Yep, that's better. There we go. Anyway, How's that, Jeff? Well, what, what's your idea? Well, we hit them in the pocketbook. When you sign up uh, to get a license, they sign you up to vote. And when yep. you die, you have to get a birth or, or a death certificate. So they have to unregister you to vote in order to get your life insurance to pay out. <laughs> oh, I like that. That's a good one. That's a great idea. <laughs> so, feel free to run with that. Uh, I will. Mark, thank you. Uh, that That's right. uh, a, a very creative idea. Now, the, the key is that we have to get that passed as legislation. Which means you got to have Republicans and Democrats or, you know, who knows? Maybe this is like 2010. Maybe we have this massive red wave. Hey, Rich, call back in. Okay. Maybe we're really going to have this massive red wave. Now, I, I think there's lots of signs of it. And I really mean that. There are, there's additional polling out there. And let me give it to you. Um, and then I want to get into... Rebecca Downs in townhall.com has a story about the CBS News Battleground Tracker poll. Has Republicans leading with 228 congressional seats. Now, this is face the nation, right? This is liberal lefty face the nation. CBS. And then they say, however, if Democrats get a bigger turnout from younger voters there's a possibility that the House could become virtually even. Ain't gonna happen. Every election cycle, you always hear that, don't you? Well, you know, if the young people turn out and vote, then hey, you know, this could be entirely different. It never happens. That is not the predominant group that votes. It just isn't. Not how it is. Now, in, in fact, this poll, by the way, Rebecca Downs says, this is the headline, Republicans not only in a good position, but they could uh, even outperform baseline estimates. I think that's true. It's entirely true. Now, Measure 112, I promise I get to this. Senator Den Dennis Linthicum has a piece on Measure 112. It repeals the language allowing slavery or involuntary servitude as criminal punishments and authorizes an Oregon court or probation or parole agency to order alternatives to incarceration for a convicted individual. This is all about the argument that the left is making. Well, you know, these uh, convicted criminals making five cents an hour, making license plates at the uh, at the, the Oregon penitentiary. You know, that's indentured servitude. It's a constitutional amendment, folks. 
Let me tell you what Senator Linthicum says is wrong with it. Now, by the way, if you go look at this, there's a ton of arguments in favor. Not a single argument opposed to it. Even Planned Parenthood tries to make this about abortion rights. Not kidding you folks. Even Planned Parenthood. They're even in here arguing in favor of it. abortion rights. The teachers unions arguing in favor of it. Oregon AFSCME's arguing in favor of it. Every town for gun safety. You know, the people that are at least in part behind measure 114. No, oh, excuse me. I'm looking in the wrong spot here. My bad. I was, that was Measure 113. It's amending the Oregon Constitution. Uh, still, Measure 112 has one argument in opposition. And it's by the former sheriff of Marion County, executive director of the Oregon Sheriff's Association. They say the Oregon Sheriff's Association doesn't condone or support slavery or, or any other involuntary servitude in any form. They can't support it, however, as drafted because it creates unintended consequences for Oregon jails that will result, get this, that will result in the elimination of all reformative programs and increased costs to local jail operations. This is a central point that... Senator Linthicum makes in his piece today about this. It basically defunds the cops. Because in its language, it adds all of these issues that will lead to ultimately what the Sheriff's Association just said. You're going to have, and you're going to have it, folks, you're going to have the unintended consequences of defunding the cops, defunding jails. Jails are run by sheriffs, the cops. Now, it gets into the weeds and so you just have to read this yourself. But this is the thing you have to understand. Dennis Lithicum says this seems to be a get-out-of-jail-free gimmick. The proponents talk about human dignity and idly suggest that a more fair and civil and polite society would blossom after individual responsibility and accountability have been taken out of our criminal justice system. You see, that's what this does. It takes away accountability under the guise, under the guise that it is something better or different than that. This is what's wrong, folks. Again, you need to read this piece. It sounds good, but ultimately, if it leads to the bad guys getting out of jail for free, if it leads to defunding the cops, why would you vote for it? 
You shouldn't. You shouldn't at all. All right. There are other things going on out there, and I want to get to tonight. By the way, um, the RNC has sued, Republican National Committee sued Flint, Michigan specifically, because they are stacking the polls with workers that are Democrats instead of Republicans. Good for them. Good for them. Now, you geeks, come and join us tonight. You computer geeks, come and join us tonight. All right? Because we have a special opportunity for you to get engaged in this new disruptive technology. This all comes out of the story I talked about in The American Thinker. Democrats are aboard the big data Titanic, and they are. There is technology, and you geeks can help us figure it out. You people who are good with with computers, there's technology that is powerful. And I'll tell you a little bit about more about it when we come back on the other side of this break. It is 648. Don't go away. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC Talk Line. Back in a moment. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. It is 10 minutes to the top of the hour. Great to have you with us. 503-589-1220. Folks, it's getting cold and rainy out there. And if you're... Central air system is not keeping up. You really should call Freedom Heating and Air. They'll get out right away and fix it. One of the great things they do. Give them a call. 503-580-1456. It's one of the great things they do. They do other great things. And if you go check them out at freedomheatingandair.net, you can see all of that. Freedomheatingandair.net. 503-580-1456. Now, Folks, there's a technology that is called Fractal. It's been around a while. And this is where you computer nerds can be involved and can help. Omega4America.com. It's Omega and the numeral 4America.com. This is this uh, piece by Jay Valentine that was in, and I want to thank um, Eric for um, sending this to me. He starts off this piece about seven state voter 
integrity teams called us after reading an article about Democrats employing this massive new tech weapons. This is where the Democrats have bought all that geolocation data, you know, that the FBI uses to convict people, but that the left says doesn't work, didn't work as discredited in 2000 mules. He said they were terrified that their efforts to clean up voter rolls were for nothing. He says, we were on a road trip crunching Nevada voter data and watching amazing results real time in the car. The future of computing and election computing is not size and scale. It is blinding speed across trillions of records from hundreds to thousands of databases using daily and hourly snapshot analysis delivered to your cell phone or your tablet to determine if a person has changed their mind this morning. He writes, there is no need for long-term predictive data models in a world where opinions on crucial issues change hourly. And then he says, Mike Lindell and Sheriff David Clark from Wisconsin ask us to run Wisconsin voter rolls with our disruptive fractal technology. Voter integrity teams were ferociously analyzing state voter rolls with SQL databases, relational Mongo Excel type systems. He writes the equivalent of emptying a swimming pool with a spoon. We loaded Wisconsin the entire voter rolls, and within hours had it in their hands at no charge, finding registered voters living in laundromats and laundromats and UPS boxes. Word spread, and we now run about 15 or 20 mostly swing states. We fund 90% of this ourselves. They don't run just one copy of the state voter registration rolls. They run seven or 15, or 55 copies, or in one state, 66 copies over a period of time, spanning a number of years, running multiple copies of roles, which allows their users to see subtle critical changes in data that isn't visible with current technology. They use this example. That inactive voter, probably dead, somehow was moved to active, voted, and then went back to the comfortable grave as inactive. Current technology sees the person as inactive before they vote and afterward. Fractal identifies the data movement, flags it, and the vote is challenged before it impacts an election. Let me say that to you again. Fractal identifies the data movement, flags it, and that vote is challenged before it impacts an election. And then they go on to describe it and how it differs from the big data needing data centers requiring the power of a small town. They do the same thing on $4,000 computers using less power than an electric drill. And their engineers demonstrate it running the entire state on an iPhone 
Let me say that to you again. Running the same thing on an iPhone. Here's what I'm going to do, folks. I'm going to put this up, all of this, at the end of the show, on our Telegram page for the Political Coffee Clatch. Thank you, Fred. Political Coffee Clatch. The word political, the word coffee, and then the word clatch with a C. Clatch. The Fred's been putting some good stuff up there. I'm going to put this up there also. Okay? I'm going to put these stories and Omega-4 for you nerds that want to get involved. Now, I emailed Jay Valentine last night, and he got back to me uh, almost immediately and just said, hey, look, uh, you know, we're we're doing modeling for 20 battleground swing states. Oregon's not a battleground swing state. So I'm going to continue this conversation with him because I think there's a way that we can get involved where we can help do what they do. Now, it's more than just cleaning up the voter rolls, and I'm going to go back to the Northwest Observer story today about Oregon is out of compliance in 27 counties with federal election laws according to Judicial Watch. We're out of compliance with federal law. This is what Dr. Frank was talking about, all of these anomalies. We need to help Jay Valentine and his team model and look at how people, this is what Dr. Frank talked about. Those of you who saw his presentation, you know this. People are added to the voter rolls before certain elections, and then they're taken out of the voter rolls. Now, why isn't the Secretary of State catching that? And why aren't we catching, as they talk about, as he talks about in his article, the people that are phantom voters? said one team in Wisconsin challenged almost 400,000 alleged phantoms. A Georgia team in one county, 37,000 potential phantom voters. They deserve the glory, he writes, the kudos for their fine work. Fractal gave them computer power beyond what any state or government agency can bear. And then it gets even better. They're using the property tax rolls merged with the voter rolls to help find the fraud. We're going to talk about all of this tonight at the Political Coffee Clatch. So join us at 6 p.m. Coffee Tonk Bar and Grill. McGill Press next to the Salem. Oh. See you tomorrow.